0: hey y'all this is amy and this is meg and we're 1096 crime chicks and today we're gonna do a good one it's not the one that we wanted to do that was one thing we wanted to tell y'all the big case that
1: we talked about doing was columbine and yes that's just not did a lot of research on columbine and we're ready to record that and then there have been a couple shootings recently Yes. El Paso and... Ohio. Ohio? I think
0: 33 people have been killed on those two shootings. And then there's all these other people
1: that are threatening. And Yes. Like... It just wasn't the time. It wasn't the time to do Combine. We might come back to it. This is another one that we know a lot about and are super interested in. It was here in Texas. So... Ba-dum-dum. What are we doing? Darlie Routier! Yay! Darlie Routier. So, still, it's a really good one. It's one that I'm really fascinated in. And it reminds me a lot of John Bonet, as in... You know, we know what the general public thinks and says. We know she's in jail, but I feel like there's a lot of evidence that other people might not know. And you might come to a different conclusion after you hear all of
0: it. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And real quick, before we get into the meat of the story, some of the sites we use, Texas Monthly, The Last Defense, which was a really good. Like bullet, a documentary
1: series. Uh-huh.
0: And then Wikipedia, yeah. uh, not Wikipedia, Murderpedia, Murderpedia. Yes. which is one
1: of my favorite sites to go to. Yes. So. And a lot of that, I mean, we'll play part of the 911 call. Yes. A lot of it, we also just kind of knew. I mean. This case has been around forever, so I feel like we knew a lot of it also. So, anyway. So, really a little backstory on Darlie. Um, she was actually born in Pennsylvania. She wasn't Southern. She wasn't a Texan until she was a teenager.
0: Which is so crazy because Darlie, to me, I know, is such Darley. a Southern And her name. mom's name
1: is Darlie. You know that? Her mom's <laughs> name is Darlie. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, it's like DJ. Mama Darlie. And they called her Mama Darlie. So, she was Mama Darlie. And Darlie was Darlie. And they really wanted to have a little girl to name Darlie. And, unfortunately, they... All their Thank boys goodness. started with D's, but she was going to have a Darley. So, there's Mama Darley and, like, Little Darley, I guess.
0: Thank goodness she didn't name Another. any of her boys. It'd be like
1: Johnny Cash, a boy yeah. named Sue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Darley, Little Darley. Anyway, so, um, but they moved to Lubbock when Darley was a teenager. And Darley's mom worked at the Western Sizzlin'. We had one of those. Uh-huh, we did. I always thought it was called the Western Sizzler. I didn't know it was the Sizzlin'.
0: Oh, you know what it may have been the western Sizzling. no i
1: think it was the western i think they're all western sizzling and oh. everyone just thinks they're western sizzler but they're it's it's called the western Sizzlin. we were young That's too, because it went
0: out yes. when we were the probably western still in our sizzling might
1: not even still exist nationwide but it's a chain and her mom was a waitress at the western sizzling and darren was a cook man so i mean i think they were pretty blue collar. they had to have been pretty blue collar. I mean, yeah. my mom was in her 40s waiting tables at the Western Sizzlin. Like, Darley wasn't. Darley and Darren were not raised with the money they came into. Correct. They were not old money. No, not at all. Yeah. Mama Darley is the is the waitress, and she keeps telling Darren, like, I have this beautiful daughter. You super need to meet my beautiful daughter. So, Darren's 17. Darley's 15. So, Darley, Mama Darley is, like, already setting Darley up at age 15. Isn't that kind of weird? That is weird. My That's very. Southern. My I was fourteen. I would no more be like already setting my daughter up with people from anywhere. That's very. Anyway. And Darren meets her and like falls in love. She's like this bleached blonde. He said she was like the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. They fall in love and they get married young. I mean, she was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. 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 Was early she was really young
0: at you know where when it happened. Yeah. Right. She
1: was twenty. Three, twenty-four. very yeah happening? pretty yeah, young yeah maybe a little than that but still in her early 20s i think yeah they get married at his parents house in the garden room at his parents house so it wasn't like a big church wedding or anything i think it was kind of a small family wedding
0: Yeah. Then they decided that they were going to move to Dallas Mm -hmm. and start this tech company. Mm -hmm. Something to do with
1: computers. They tested electronics and it was spelled like test neck, but Darlie was fancy and she pronounced it test-neek. So (laughs) the way it looks was test neck, like testing technology, test, anyway, test, anyway, but she pronounced it test-neek. That is so cute. She's very fancy (laughs) and uh, she pronounced it test-neek. So anyway, they... Started this company but it quickly I mean he grossed two hundred and sixty four thousand dollars in 1995 I mean that's huge that now is huge yeah that is a lot I of money how much- they're wealthy <laughs> I think for the time I read somewhere that they were in like the top three percent of income for their age bracket because they were so young they yes. that two hundred and sixty five thousand put them like straight at the top of their no income per- age bracket or whatever so with all of that to say they were wealthy and like we said too it was more new wealth than old wealth so they didn't know to like let's invest this much you know they really hadn't been raised probably with wise money habits so they didn't know to invest and set some aside and live within your means they were right
0: they were very impulsive they were young yes young so they decided hey we're making all this money we're gonna buy this one hundred thirty thousand dollars house which today is probably a lot a whole lot yeah.
1: And it's um, funny now, 130,000 certainly doesn't sound like much. But when right. you see pictures of their house, I mean, it's, it was beautiful. It is. It well, I, big, we'll post pictures yes, of it. It was big and beautiful. They, and in called, real it the, it. they called it the Home Alone house, like Darlene. Their family oh called it the Home Alone house because it looked
0: it did look so like much that. like the
1: Home Alone house. So, like Darlene and Darren called it the Home Alone house because it reminded them, right? And they
0: put marble in the bathroom, white yes. white carpet in the dining room. Like That's you a wise have choice. <laughs> three children. That One of them like a is
1: a choice baby. Yes,
0: and you're gonna put white carpet in your dining room whatever anyways
1: and twelve thousand dollar drapes in the living room i mean that's wise what are twelve thousand dollar drapes made of
0: gold gold
1: i can't even (laughs) imagine i just can't even imagine what anyway we don't have drapes but if we did would have come from, like, Target. I don't know. They had a big fountain in the front yard that was very fancy, and a $9,000 Redwood spa in the back. Which, again, today would be, like, a $25,000 spa. So they clearly were getting, like, the best of the best. Everything they purchased. 100%. Clearly it was top of the line. Yes. They also got this huge cabin cruiser for Lake Ray Hubbard. Yes, to cruise up and down Lake Ray Hubbard on. He did eventually, so Darren did eventually try to turn this into a money-making thing with the cruiser he started uh he called it champagne wishes oh My like gosh. champagne wishes and caviar dreams remember anyway yes so uh he called it champagne wishes and they would like you could rent it out and like for a romantic evening or whatever to cruise on the lake and drink champagne and anyway so i don't know if the, i don't think that business ever like took off per se but he did purchase it with the M T yeah.
0: I'm sorry though. Champagne Wishes on Lake Ray <laughs> yeah, Hubbard. The That's... Fancy Lake Ray
1: Hubbard. Like your romantic evening out Which on Lake Ray I've Hubbard. I've heard
0: is very beautiful. I'm not but you know dogging
1: Lake, Lake Ray Hubbard. Though. Right, but Lake Ray Hubbard is such a Texas name. Are any of us taking um uh, rom- champagne wishes on Lake Waco? <laughs> oh, <laughs> negative. <laughs> brown waters of Lake Waco. (laughs) So anyway, and then Darren also, he bought a Jaguar. It was a huge Jaguar nonetheless, but clearly he wasn't cruising around in a Honda. Mm Mm-hmm. Fancy. They also had a cat they loved, and apparently when the cat died, they bought an $800 tombstone for the cat. At a pet cemetery. Yeah. Like, our dog's buried in the backyard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, and the pets, and that's right. just creepy to me Right. because I watched anyway, the movie. Right, so uh, they were just fancy, and they were clearly spendthrifts. They were spending, spending, spending. She had breast implants. We'll talk more about the breast implants later. But uh, just, she liked to show, she was fancy herself. She liked to look fancy. Yes. Yeah.
0: The thing that gets me, though, is she got 36 triple D <laughs> breast implants.
1: Like, And she was teeny, like a short... Then yes. she was teeny. It wasn't like a 36 triple D on a larger boned woman anyhow.
0: Right. And so my teeny. thing is, like, obviously none of us really know what she looked like before her implants. Right. But,
1: like, surely you would go with something a little bit more normal. Natural? Yes. I don't know if natural was that. But I feel like maybe mid-90s, everyone was getting those big That's old That's true. Bits. I think natural might be more of a, like, current kind of thing. Yeah. I think everybody maybe was getting the big ones back That's there.
0: true. I mean, more power to her if she you was. One no, of the big, boobs, darling, the big with boobs. The big
1: boobs. And she obviously, you know, you see her in videos or pictures, but she always had those super tight shirts on or yes. showed her cleavage. She wanted to show those triple Ds off. She was yes. hiding her triple Ds.
0: She went to the tanning salon yes. and she wore. Diamond rings on every finger. Yes, you can see her in pictures. Yes. Like nine, ten rings on her It's hand.
1: like, look at me, yes. I've got money. Very wealthy. And I had a little toy Pomeranian she carried around with her, like in a purse. Have you
0: ever seen one? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They are adorable. They're cute. They're super cute. My
0: co worker has one. She is adorable. Yeah,
1: no, they're super cute. So she had a Pomeranian, bleached her hair, white blonde. Um, she's not naturally blonde and if you see her now in any videos obviously um she has dark brown hair but she was bleached blonde black and almost white um hair but really the the neighborhood kids really liked her like their Mm -hmm. house was a gathering house Mm -hmm. um the neighbor like i i read somewhere that after the crime the kids like put signs of support the neighborhood kids put signs of support in their yard like free darlie or we love you darling like she really was a fun neighborhood mom a fun room mom Everyone. They liked her. Everybody, yeah. Everyone, everyone liked her.
0: I mean, and everybody wanted to go over there because apparently they called it the Nintendo house. Yes. Because they had this huge game room yep. that Darren designed for the boys. And yep. so... She
1: made cookies. They said yeah. kids were always running in, grabbing popsicles out of their freezer. Um, so everyone really liked her cooked meals for you know neighbors in the neighborhood having a hard time or when moms had babies or whatever made a mortgage payment for a neighbor who had cancer so they were well liked nobody nobody thought they were mean scary you know right never Heard them screaming at the kids or strict. They certainly weren't strict. Nobody knew them as strict parents. So, right. they were well liked. So, in 1996,
0: the business started to decline. Yes. And by June of that year, they were two months behind on their mortgage, which yeah. is scary. Yeah. Again, you yeah. could have been saving that money. And could not make the minimum payment on a $12,000 yeah. credit card yeah. debt. That is insane to insane. me. Insane. I mean. That's how much their drapes were. Yeah. Hey, maybe they put their drapes on the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> back taxes, they owed $10,000 $10, in back taxes. And of course, you know, it also says Darren did not pay the monthly rent. For his office space it doesn't say how long but right. i'm assuming that's probably not something he was worried about they were
1: in dire straits i yes. mean it sounds like financially they were right on the brink of i don't know what maybe their house going into foreclosure or if you're two months behind and can't pay your mortgage i mean you're probably fixing to have to go into foreclosure or about bankruptcy or something but anyway that never happened but they were in dire straits they were that i mean they were in dire straits i don't know if they knew that or took like i don't know how seriously they took their dire straits
0: i would say they probably didn't take it yeah. very seriously because uh, they were young still yeah
1: i mean yeah. so they still were planning a two-week trip to, to pennsylvania that summer and then darlie was also going to go to cancun that july And to kind of pay for some of these trips, Darren had applied for a $5,000 loan and he was turned down two days before the murder for this $5,000 loan. Is that significant? I don't really think it's significant. No. But later the attorneys will try to make that sound significant. That he just got turned down for a five thousand dollar loan.
0: Right, and I mean, besides the trip to Cancun, the trip to Pennsylvania. Obviously, they were going to visit family because that's where she was from. It's not like they were just an extravagant
1: Pennsylvania vacation. They weren't going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never went to Cancun because she was in jail. So, yeah, this brings us to the crime. Yes, June sixth, nineteen
2: ninety (laughs) six. (laughs) you <laughs>
1: Six and five Devin was six Damon was five. They were sleeping in the family room that night. Apparently the baby was eight months old. Drake I think Drake was eight months I old, think so. seven months old and he he wasn't a great sleeper and so Darren frequently would say, just let Drake sleep in here with me you know, you sleep downstairs or whatever to get a good night's sleep. So they had a movie night and Darlie, Devin and Damon fell asleep in the living room that night watching movies so they mm-hmm. were just in the living room
0: sleeping and apparently i don't even know that darren thought that she was gonna sleep down there i don't think oh yeah she no i that. don't
1: know that it was no i think they just fell asleep right from the movies i don't know that it was a plan no it wasn't like a planned sleepover or anything i don't think
0: and so she said that she woke up yep to somebody on top of her mm-hmm. did not realize that she
1: was hurt right yeah didn't wake up to the pain of her throat being cut she doesn't she didn't know she had been right cut. yes
0: and she just you know she was like who the heck is this person in my house yes. you know on top of me so she goes to try I guess it scared this person because she got up and she's right. like what's going on and he took off through yeah. the kitchen yeah and so she took off after him yeah. and said that he went out through a garage window which first of all I don't think it was in the garage yeah but either or that's what they right. say took out.
1: he she woke up saw him and he ran out of the house. Right. yes he ran right. out of the house oh darling was 26 when that happened. oh there you go. okay okay so she hears Damon crying, mommy, mommy. She, like I said, she didn't realize she was hurt. Um, she sees the dark figure like run through the kitchen and she followed him. She said when she got to the utility room and this is important, she saw a knife and she picked it up. I mean, they make that significant later on. I don't I don't know how significant it is. I can't promise that I wouldn't grab it if I saw it either. Right. I, don't,
0: I, don't I, know. I mean, I would say nowadays. Yeah. You, I you would, would have know, picked it up. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, nowadays, yeah, I would not I have been. Would not. But at that time, but you're I would trained in
1: what to do in crime.
0: Well, and as much as you even like to listen to true crime and stuff, yeah. I think
1: you probably would have thought the same thing. Or, like, or, don't pick or, it mm. up now. Now, back yeah. then, in retrospect, yeah. Probably wasn't that big of a deal. So she picked up the knife. She said. Then when she went back into the living room, she found, you know, Devin and Damon stabbed. And then she realized that she was bleeding. She realized that she had been stabbed too. So she started screaming for Darren. Like I said, Drake was sleeping upstairs with Darren. So Darren runs downstairs and sees this bloodbath. I mean, it was a blood bath so sad horrible and so he started darren started trying to give Devin cpr he said like when he was blowing into devon's mouth that like a spray of blood was coming up As he would blow because it was just out of his chest out of his chest it was just blowing straight through him there wasn't any sad there was no way to save him clearly
0: yeah she kept telling in the 911 call
1: that her boys were dead but i think it was just the one that they one um, was dead yes darren was giving devon cpr mm devon was still alive damon was dead cpr to devon So when the cops get there, one was already dead, though. And they say they get there, and they looked over, and one was already dead, and they knew it. That Mm -hmm. body was left there. They didn't take that body right away. It was left there Mm -hmm. as part of, you know, evidence for them to look over. But one, the other was taken straight to the hospital Mm -hmm. to try to save him. Mm -hmm. I think he was dead on arrival, but anyway. He was. So Darlie calls 911, like we said, and we'll talk more about the 911 call. But so, one, she was just frantic. It's a really tragic call to listen to. It's really hard. It is. It is to listen to I can't imagine faking that much emotion and that much I don't know just energy and emotion for 911 calls over five minutes long I mean it was it was long and she calls 911 and again a lot was made out of on the call you will hear Darlie say that you will hear her say oh I grabbed the knife there could have been prints and a lot was made out of that but you'll hear the 911 operator Mm -hmm. who tells her don't pick anything up don't pick anything up
0: Mm-hmm. So and even she then said,
1: oh man i already touched it there could have been prints but she was just she wasn't offering that information up it was made right. to sound like she was offering that up right but she wasn't
0: and that's something that of course you know the lovely old media out there yes. loves to. i know there's good media out there but for the most part they look <laughs> for the bad I do. and so that's what they just focused on was yeah i picked up the knife there might have been prints yes you know nobody
1: knew that that was right that that was following the statement don't touch anything and she was just letting the 911 operator know actually I already did right so one of the officers on the scene first of all he one of the officers on the scene a couple of them actually were interviewed and the last defense and uh did you watch last defense? Mm-hmm. yeah it was so clear to me that everyone already thought she did it from the go. oh yeah it's just clear to me every uh, the way that the officers spoke about the scene the way that the jurors talked about it the jurors knew by the time the trial started they had already made up their minds I'm, she was just never given a fair chance but so one of the officers though he said he was perplexed that she wasn't like tending to her son's. She was holding a wet towel to her neck, but I mean, Darren was trying to do CPR on her right, son, and she her neck was bleeding profusely. So of course she was holding up a towel to it like. And I she's don't... still
0: screaming on the phone. Yeah, because remember she was on the phone on nine one one when the officers
1: got there. So it's not like she wasn't doing anything. Right. So I don't know what they expected her to do like just be bleeding all over her son anyway i thought that was yeah kind of a lame ducking and then some of the nurses at the hospital which you hear a lot from these nurses this is what the media said you know said she had this flat affect and that she wasn't hysterical when she found out that our sons were dead you know as quote unquote like most moms do when they learn their children died but also when most moms learn their children died they also mm-hmm aren't recovering from surgery having their own necks right open and
0: i mean hello people it's called shock right and first of all everyone's affect is going to be completely different yeah. like i could lose a child and just break down inside right. and not do anything i don't have children but if i did right. but you on the other hand could be completely vocal about it you know i mean everybody is different yeah. nobody's going to be the
1: same you cannot we talked about that with john benet's mm-hmm. case too because people criticize the way i think that they grieve but the counselor was in it was with john Bonet's case but they just said there are as many different appropriate grief reactions as there are people mm-hmm. that there are millions of different appropriate grief reactions and that it's no one's place to say which one is appropriate and is not appropriate right just because you can't right. say that so anyway some of the nurses there thought that she had such a flat effect but i'm also thinking by the time she found this out she's heavily medicated she's been in surgery 100 yeah, percent. she's been she's I mean, anyway, she was under anesthesia. She was in surgery. She was probably pumped full of morphine because she had stab wounds. Also on her arm was stabbed. She had stitches on her. I mean, she was, she was very highly medicated. So I'm not sure how much she even understood or, anyway. So, said her effect was flat. Super interesting. We'll talk about this more in trial, but there are notes. I mean, from nurses at the hospital also, you can see their handwriting. And this was on Last Defense also, but they're showing the notes. And they say she was tearful, she was frightened, crying, visibly upset, very emotional. And so, and that was never talked about. No, of course it wasn't. Yeah, you only hear, affect was flat, inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. But just as many nurses said, you know, crying, fearful, frightened. I just, I, it's.
0: It's so sad because, you know, insane. I'll be honest. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there that I think that this lady might be innocent. And yeah. for the longest time, I thought that she was guilty yeah. because of all of this you stuff. You don't
1: hear these things. Yes. If you would if anybody... Would have heard all of this, and we'll circle around to a lot of this later, but there are several jurors now that say if they would have heard all of the evidence that we'll talk about, they would not have voted guilty. Now Mm -hmm. the jurors will say, you know, I wasn't wasn't privy to all of this. If I was privy to all of this, I couldn't have said she was guilty. Right. Anyway.
0: Vincent DeMaio, I think is how you say his name. He's the chief medical examiner in San Antonio, and he's also the editor-in-chief of the prestigious (laughs) Journal of Forensic Medicine Pathology, he testified that the injuries that Darley had were not at all consistent with self-inflicted wounds that he had seen in the past. So granted, it's not something that he's seen in the past, but he said that the cut across her throat was hardly superficial. But of course, you know, the prosecutor
1: said 100%. Yeah, all we ever heard was she did it to herself. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was different than her boys' wounds. And I'll say that still gives me, not pause, but I'm curious as to why they would have stabbed. I mean, they stabbed the heck out of those boys. They butchered Mm -hmm. them. I mean, the knife went all the way through them in some Some of their stab wounds. So I do think it's interesting, like why they chose to kill them as violently as they did, and then only slash her throat.
0: But here's my question: If she woke up with them on top of her, what if they were going to
1: fixing to be stabbing her? And then she woke up to like yes, to incapacitate. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's... Or maybe because she's on the couch. The boys are on the floor, and it's probably pretty easy to stab through someone. Gosh, yeah, horrible. But laying on a hard, flat surface. But maybe on the couch, it seemed the quicker way just to... That's true. Slash a throat. Than, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, so because of that, though, people said, oh, the boys were, you know, so almost overkilled, and why did she just have this little slash on her throat? And so, yeah. this medical examiner is saying, absolutely, it was not just a little slash on her throat. It was actually... I don't have the exact millimeter, but I want to say it was like two millimeters away from her yeah, it was very small carotid right. artery, and uh, if it would have caught the carotid artery, then she would have led to death easily. So, if she would have inflicted it upon herself, she very nearly almost killed herself. Right. So. Right. That was interesting.
0: Okay, so do we want to kind of go back and talk about some of the stuff at the house, like after they, after she and Darren left? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you have the investigation? Those I do. Okay. One of the things that really kind of stood out to me, and I did not remember this at all until recently, but when the officers started checking the house, mm-hmm. they came across the dog, the toy Pomeranian. Yes. And her neighbor, Karen Neal, is a nurse, which is why she had come over there. Right. She, yeah.
1: She, someone ran to get her. Yes. Darley I think Darren. Darren or, or yes. Darlie ran to get the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Darren did. Darren ran to get the neighbor because she right. was a nurse. Yeah.
0: And she was able to... Subdue the dog by yelling at. I mean, I'm assuming that she had a good relationship with the dog because she was always over there. Yeah, but it made several people, including her, wonder well, if somebody broke into the house, why didn't the dog go crazy? But again, they came across the dog, so where was the dog? It could have been locked up somewhere and nobody knew. But I thought that that was kind of interesting,
1: gives pause too.
0: Yeah, one of the lieutenants on scene. His name was Lieutenant Jack. Jack is his last name. Okay. He said that this case really, really affected him, and oh. he would even go and check on his kid for months after wow. it happened. You know, in the middle of the night, he would go check on him.
1: I can't imagine if you had small kids and saw that scene. What I mean, how it would affect you. Even right. seeing pictures of it is so horrifying. I just I can't even imagine right. how it would affect right
0: and then when the the morgue attendants came to get the Uh body
1: of the little boy
0: he had to turn around because he was of course you know officers try to be tough I know this because I worked with them but even just watching it
1: they're still human
0: they're human and so he didn't want anybody to see that he was crying and
1: I know devastating it is devastating
0: It's, it's really really sad
1: Another one of the lieutenants, David Neighbors, who was there, he just said that the evidence he found, he's another one, you know, that was interviewed also on Last Defense, but he just said the evidence that he found there... he found it inconsistent with Darlie's version of events. I mean, but again she's telling this version of events, one after she had been in shock, two after she had been in surgery. It, it just, it's impossible to me that someone who had gone through what she had gone through, then went through surgery, then all of these things like, okay. that he thought, he thought that the evidence found at the scene was inconsistent. There, was, there were the knives there were a couple of knives that were used, that knife, apparently one of the knives, the knife that had been found on yes, the floor the knife that had been found on the floor was from inside of the home mm-hmm. which is very common i think absolutely i think that happens a lot and we'll get into this more later as well but if someone had broken in did not break in with the intent to kill people they broke in with the intent to burglarize or whatever they didn't break in with a murder weapon so, right very true yeah and then also there were some filaments or whatever found on a butter knife that looked like they matched the patio screen that had been cut open and so that was something used um, to help point Darley as guilty as, you know, why would they use a knife from inside of the home to cut the patio screen?
0: Because they just want to try to find everything that they can. Right. Absolutely. Another thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was interesting was, of course, you know, the media had gotten there because to this day and a, I I mean, since then to now, media has access to radio they have scanners and so they hear everything everything Everything. and so they were all there of course police were there paramedics were there neighbors are outside trying to figure out what's going on and something bothered a sergeant there sergeant walling he was walking out with Darren when they were getting ready to go to the hospital And Walling told Lieutenant Jack, Lieutenant, you won't believe what Mr. Routier said to me right before he left to go to the hospital with his wife. He turned to me and I swear to God, he said, Golly, I guess this is the biggest thing Rowlett's ever had. The man had two of his children slaughtered tonight and he's acting like the damn circus is in town. Right. So, of course, you know, the lieutenant thinks, okay, but here's my question, and I have this bolded in my notes. Uh-huh, yeah. Why are we focusing on Darley when Darren is the one that said it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> Why would
1: he? Yeah. Dear, I'm telling you, well, as we talk more about this, I find Darren to be way more of a shady character than Darley. I, I do
0: too. 100%. I really
1: do. Mm-hmm. I. So many more things about Darren give me pause or give me, yeah, icky vibes than than do Darley. But mm-hmm. that's weird if Darren really said that. I know. Ew. I know. I'm crazy. Oh, he's skeevy. Darren's kind of skeevy. So the theory really that I think the police department, the investigators came up with real quick was that Darlie stabbed the boys. Oh, and they found the sock. We haven't, t- we haven't touched oh, on the Oh yeah, the sock. The sock. Yes. So, as the investigators are investigating, they find a sock down the back alley. But it's down the alley a bit. It's not like in their backyard. 75
0: yards, I think. Yes, it
1: is quite down the alley a bit. And it had blood from each of the boys on it. But not much at all. Just like a couple drops. Like not much blood at all and none of Darley's blood. Correct. Just a couple drops of the boys' blood. The sock was found. Yeah well down the alley, they find it. So the theory that they come up with real fast was just that Darlie stabbed the boys. She she grabbed one of Darren's, why the heck? She grabbed one of Darren's socks and got a blood drop of each of the boys' blood on it, runs it down the alley, then runs back home, cuts herself at the kitchen sink, leans over the kitchen sink, cuts her neck, and calls Darren, calls them
0: right here's my thing she even if which i hear i never really thought about the scenario of her taking the sock and then coming back and cutting herself let's just say she didn't come back and cut herself she's got blood all over her well first of all she's already seen her two kids right so you know she's got blood all over her just from trying to figure out what's going on oh yeah and then let's just say she was cut before the sock was put out there so she's got blood all over her How was there not one
1: drop of blood? There wasn't one drop of her blood on the sock, and there wasn't any of her blood outside. Right.
0: No trail. Like, it would drip Right, you know, whatever. Or even if,
1: yeah, even if she she wasn't cut yet, like you said, she would have been covered in Damon and Devin's blood, and none of their blood was found outside either. Right. No, No blood outside whatsoever except for a couple of drops on the sock. I will say though the whole sock thing is just so. The sock weird is to weird. Me. It doesn't fit like, with does anyone. Yeah, no, it doesn't fit with an intruder. It doesn't. It doesn't really fit with anything. The only thing about the sock that I can even imagine is that maybe anyone had it on his or her hand while they were stabbing someone to not oh. to not leave fingerprints on a knife. That's a good. So idea. maybe someone stuck a sock on their hand just to prevent leaving fingerprints and when they were doing anything when they were maybe they just had a sock on their hand or maybe Darlie did too I guess if she was the if she was the killer maybe she had a sock on her hand but anyway all I can think of with the sock is maybe a stripper of that finger fingerprints but even if it was on their hand while they were stabbing to me it would have had way more way more two drops of blood on it right the sock is so weird Yes,
0: and I mean, if we were playing good cop, bad cop, you right. would totally be the good cop because my first thought was, well, what if a, an officer planted it? Like, oh yeah,
1: <laughs> you truly know? though. You never
0: know. I mean, they had their minds made right up. I've been listening to a lot of Confronting OJ and they told me a lot. I have listened to Confronting evidence. OJ.
1: Have you listened to all of it? No, not yet. I love it. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. I'm sad it's over. So anyway, that was kind of the theory that they ran with. She did it. You know, ran the sog down the alley, came back. One interesting thing that I really cannot make peace with, so you didn't really see blood in the sink or around the sink, but when they sprayed luminol around Mm -hmm. that area, you did, there was blood in the sink, the drain pipe, and around the floor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird.
0: It is weird. And they also, whenever they luminoled in the living room as well, mm-hmm. they luminoled on the couch and this breaks my heart because there was a tiny handprint. The bloody
1: handprint. Yes. On the of on the, the, the baby. Couch. And one of the babies that came to get it's his mom. It's just so yeah, sad. Who so came sad. to get his mom. Yeah. And so the theory, of course, when they found that blood in the sink and on the floor was that that's where Darlie cut herself and then she cleaned it up mm-hmm. but the major the major thing i think that gets me in all first of all i mean it was cleaned up well and like how did she clean it up that well while she was still actively bleeding right like how was there no blood if she took the time to clean it up then there's are still she still was actively bleeding mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how it got cleaned up did Darren, i don't did either. Darren clean it up?
0: I, I don't know i wonder if it even really was cleaned up i mean honestly yeah. that's true the if way this whole it, thing yeah. was handled Maybe, like
1: yeah that's true I don't know, but that was a weird, if that was accurate, if that was true, if her blood really was there. And I don't know that they know it was her blood. Maybe it was, did it have to be Darley's blood that was cleaned up? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I would think it could be anybody's blood. What if the killers rinse their hands off in this scene? Right. What if they, I don't know. Maybe they killed, stabbed the boys first. Anyway, I don't know. But we're not positive that it was Darley's blood, I don't think, that was cleaned up. It was just blood. Correct. Got that. So, anyway. Oh. Okay, so Lieutenant David Neighbors, we already talked about him. He's the one who just said the evidence of a crime scene wasn't consistent with Darlie's version of events. He also thought that the blood evidence didn't add up. So, Darlie said that her throat was slashed as she lay there on the couch, but there was no blood found there. So, mm-hmm. her blood wasn't found on the couch where she said that she was stabbed. Damon and Devin's blood was found on Darlie's clothing. But, I mean, duh. Right.
0: It's her children.
1: Yeah. yeah, like obviously. I mean, of course her blood their blood was found in her clothing. And then there was a little bit of what they called cast off on the back of her nightgown. Do you mm-hmm. know that? Yes. There were a few droplets uh-huh. of their blood on the back of her nightgown. And in court they showed. Did you see that in court where they I showed? Think I remember that part. So they did a, the prosecution. They kind of tried to recreate the events and they had a knife that well, obviously they weren't using blood. But if you were stabbing, if you were pulling your hand back that hard with a bloody knife that you would be casting droplets on your back. Mm-hmm. So that's how she got their blood on the back of her nightshirt was while she was violently stabbing her sons, as her hand would draw black back, it would cast off blood onto the back of her nightshirt. Right. So he thought huh. the blood evidence didn't add up because there were droplets of their blood on the back of her nightshirt. So but
0: I'm sorry, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. The blood evidence expert is the same guy, I believe, that was in the Joe Bryan case. Mm. Don't trust him.
1: Don't trust him at all. I wonder, I just was watching something on the Peterson case. Not Um, Scott and Lacey. The woman who fell down the stairs. Oh, Michael Peterson. Michael Peterson. But they had, he, it was a creepy blood expert that helped find him guilty. And which eventually he got a new trial because that blood expert was found to be using creepy, bad evidence. And a couple people ended up being acquitted. Or he actually wasn't acquitted, but... um, he's no longer in prison but anyway these blood some of the blood experts some of that is kind of i think being seen more and more as junk science 100 percent. yes
0: because literally and i don't know if if you remember if any of the listeners remember in the joe bryan story we talked about how in order to become a quote unquote blood expert Expert. you went to a 40-hour class yeah and that was
1: it well and you can just never exactly recreate an an event a crime because you, you weren't there Right. And it's just not fair to ever convict someone based on that. Because if you weren't there, you can't exactly recreate any event. Right. So I don't, anyway, I think that's junky. But anyway, so there was, there was some cast off, what they called cast off. Really all it was, was a few drops of their blood on the back of her shirt. But that was used kind of mightily in her conviction that that, it was a real dramatic part of the trial where they were showing what it would have looked like while she was stabbing them. And then as she pulled the arm back cast off going on to the back of her shirt so anyway the blood found at the scene here's my
0: question though was there blood found on the wall behind her too because surely it wouldn't if it was flying that
1: yeah 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 if it was such a Uh vicious attack how would it? So like we we're saying, the forensics tried to kind of replicate the intruders' series of moves. They dropped a bloody knife from waist height on the utility room floor because there was blood on the utility room floor where the knife had been dropped. Mm-hmm. So they tried to drop it from waist height to see what it looked like and they said that the splatter on the floor looked entirely different from the way it was.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. She sound. also was running after this guy. Like, yeah. what if she stepped in it and yeah. smeared it? Yeah, again, it no is. Sense. Again,
1: I kind of just feel like it's junk science and you can't ever exactly replicate right. what happened that night or what happened any night in any crime because you weren't there. But the forensics.
0: Expert. Can we talk about the screen? Ooh, yeah. Because this is the part that really gets me. Yeah, I agree. They. I know we talked a little bit about the butter knife being used to cut the yes. screen. Here is my thing. They made this huge deal out of the window. In the garage which i know i keep coming back to this but i remember watching a video of darren in the house with a reporter uh-huh. so i don't remember if it was 2020, 20, 48 hours whatever yeah. but it looked like it was like in a breezeway area almost right. like you couldn't really tell exactly where it was but it did not look it was too bright to be in a right. garage. Not, that,
1: not a dark yeah right yeah
0: and so the window first of all was like less than a foot off the ground mm-hmm. They said, well, there was no dust messed up on the... Yeah. Okay, well... our like, grants you- are like... Right. Yeah. All you had to do was step over the yeah. windowsill. Uh, yeah,
1: it was literally, like, eight inches off yes. the ground. It was and nothing. And then,
0: they talk about the mulch. The how mulch. the mulch had not been disturbed. Messed up. But then you look at where it was, and there was, there was mulch out there, right. but it was about six feet, or six inches to um, the right, way. or the yeah. left,
1: or wherever you no, want to say. It was say. not directly under. It was not
0: directly under. So, nobody's going to step anyway. in the mulch.
1: And even if it was, which it wasn't, so it's a non-issue, but you could have easily stepped over it. It wasn't, like, a huge right. area.
0: And I'm couch. sorry, but let's just think about mulch for a second. It's really hard to mess it up if you're just going to
1: step on top of it and keep walking. Right.
0: Unless the person, Would like, have kicked like, it around yeah. and had mulch everywhere.
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but all of that's totally not even an issue because it wasn't even directly under the window. Like right. They, they're, like they said, it was.
0: Yeah. It just, it really... That part, to me, is part of them just,
1: like, One gripping it Yes, grasping at anything they can to make her look guilty. Yes. yes. Agreed. Agreed. You know, we talked about the carotid artery, but she also, have you seen the pictures of the bruising on her arms? They were horrible. Her arms were black and blue, like, from wrist to elbow. Mm-hmm. They were crazily bruised, like, horribly bruised. And, um... A five-
0: and a six-year-old's not going to be able to breathe. like that. Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely not. We I don't know if we'll post pictures of those or you just want to look them up. But her arms looked terrible. I mean, completely black and blue. And the jury never saw picture those pictures of her arms. Mm-mm. They never saw them. And that was one of the pieces of evidence that one of the jurors said that if they ever would have seen that, they would have been like, wait a minute. How did those bruises get there?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Well, there's a lot of stuff that the jury didn't see that I feel like they should have. Absolutely, it would. I think it would have changed the whole
1: absolutely outcome. And why they're fighting so hard to get her a new trial because nothing. I mean, just so many things weren't shown. But anyway, her arms were both bruised and kind of what you would call defensive wounds, I guess, from wrist to elbow. Other things, the evidence that could have been contaminated that that now the defense that. Wasn't talked about in trial, but bloody clothing from Darlie and the boys are placed in the same bag. Mm-hmm. So. so.
0: And that was one of the big things that I remember from a while back when I researched this because yeah. I'll just be honest with you all, Jessica and I, this was the very first one we were going to do. Yeah. And then the last defense came out and we yeah. were like, we can't do it right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's big. But they put, like, you can't, it's cross-contamination is what it
1: is. So none of it should have been valid. Right. Yes.
0: And so they, and I don't remember if it was in this case or another one that I read up on because I only read up on about 8 million of them. But (laughs) there was a case I remember reading up on that they used plastic bags. Well, you also can't use plastic bags because the plastic has different things. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the paper bags are what you use. Oh. So... For Darley, they should have taken Darley's clothes, put them in the bag, in and a paper then for the bag. in a paper bag. And then
1: the same thing for the boys. And not even for, the boys' clothes shouldn't have even been together.
0: No, correct. No. Devin should have been in a separate yes. bag, okay. Damon so should have been put in separate bag. Tab- so now bag. it's cross contamination. So technically, none of that is should is, have been valid at all. None of it should have been even it. It should not even into been evidence. into the evidence. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that about plastic i guess yeah. it has some properties that... i guess
0: or some ways that it can like break down i
1: don't remember yeah. but yeah okay very interesting very interesting so uh oh so the blood cast off it was from tom bevel who that yes. was who you were just that was who mm-hmm. the tom bevel. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah
0: i don't like the man i ain't never met him
1: but i'm like him. <laughs> So, what Amy was just talking about, how the blood evidence, it was it was brought up by a man named Tom Bevel, and it was his testimony that had led to wrongful convictions in at least three other cases. So, yes. that was the Jody Bryan case. Uh-huh.
0: He was not convicted. Yes. This, I mean, Jody Bryan, yes, he was convicted, but Bevel had nothing to do with a wrongful conviction for Bryan. Right. However, because of his wrongful convictions right. is why we kind of brought it up, because he he was not a junk science expert.
1: it's junk science yes. i'm telling you i just watched this thing with michael peterson and his wife fell down the stairs and stuff and he was convicted almost huh the owl did it yeah <laughs> Owl didn't do it and i think maybe he did it actually but the blood evidence it was just junk science it was mm-hmm. really just junk science because they were trying to recreate it in several different ways and you just can't recreate
0: it and evidence. that was
1: a cr- crazy scene crazy did
0: you watch the staircase is that what you watched? oh it's
1: a whole it's like yeah. 12 episodes uh-huh. on netflix yeah. it's fascinating and i kind of actually think he did it but that's do you think he did it
0: i don't really know i can't oh, tell okay. i mean he he pled guilty but because of the alfred plea right the second
1: time he's right. now out of prison right. but yeah but he, but he is sad i'm pleading guilty but i'm not guilty correct yeah he didn't even say he's guilty but correct. the scene was unbelievable! I know. But they were trying to recreate it by like with using fake blood, they were using like ketchup, and then they were using like... That isn't... Ketchup is so much heavier than blood. It's so much heavier. Yeah, you can't... It's just kind of junk science. I just think all of this blood spatter versus blood cast off versus blah blah blah. It's just kind of junky. It's just like how they use like teeth mark. There's just some different junk science Mm -hmm. out there that should not have even been admissible.
0: Have you watched that show on Netflix? What is it called? Because it's about the different kinds of junk science that's out there. And it just came out not too long ago. I think there's only four episodes. But one of them was for a case from a guy from Colleen. Oh. I cannot remember. What is it called? I'll have to look it up. But it's a new series that started a couple months ago maybe on Uh Netflix.
1: It's pretty good from what I've heard. This was just 20 years ago. And now there are just so many new... Well, yeah. I
0: mean, look at OJ. Yeah, it's when they first used DNA. Oh, and don't get me started on him. OJ oh, on Twitter. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you
2: guys! But you know,
0: I can't help but follow him because I cannot help but OJ. see the train wreck. I
1: am guilty. I feel guilty admitting I follow him. Do you read the comments? Everyone's there for the comments. When yeah. OJ says something, he gets like five thousand comments, and they're all. Everybody thinks he's guilty in the comments, but. Funny. I'm it's a train wreck. It's I just want to see it, and I follow it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I should not follow him, but I just can't help myself. And
0: don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at 1096 Crime Chicks Podcast. On Twitter, the handle is at 96 Crime. Instagram, again, I'm still learning, but it's 1096 Crime Chicks.
1: Still not even on Instagram. <laughs> don't Instagram don't
0: And know. our email is 1096 chicks at gmail.com. Gmail. So, yeah. You'll be hearing from us
2: soon.
1: You'll be hearing from us again soon. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe to our podcast.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.
2: Bye.